Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. But Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And so we got a lot of news to get to. As yesterday, there was kind of a bombshell drop between eh, the times of about five and six last night. And guess what? We could be closer to finding out who the next Nationals owner is. And also, Victor Robles was named a Gold Glove finalist, and he has finished in the top three. So we're going to get into all of that. But first, I want to get into the biggest news of the day, which was who is the front runner to buy the Washington Nationals? We're going to get into that right after this. You are locked on Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. And we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And so as I was plugging, we could have some major Nationals ownership news. And back in the summer when Barry's Fluga was reporting with the Washington Post that we could be hearing about this potential news in somewhere in the middle of October. And we could even find out who that owner is. But let's just get right into it, because last week I was talking about it. Scott Abraham with 7 News DC, he talked with Ted Leonsis, the Capitals and the Wizards owner, who now owns NBC Sports Washington as well. And he talked with him, and and I played that cut for you here. And, you know, he said he couldn't answer about his interest in the Washington Nationals, and that, but he acknowledged that there was a process. And acknowledging that there was a process basically hinted at his interest in the Nationals. Well, yesterday, Britt Giroli of The Athletic, alongside Ken Rosenthal and David Aldridge, they came out and reported that Ted Leonsis' group is the frontrunner to buy the Washington Nationals. And what does that exactly mean? What does that mean for the future of this team and really moving forward? There's a lot to be said because Ted Leonsis is not someone that we aren't familiar with he's a familiar face in dc he owns the capitals and he owns the washington wizards and like i said he now owns nbc sports washington which was a domino into getting the nationals that's became very evident in this whole process through quote quotes from what leontes has said that he wants nbc sports washington and monumental sports entertainment group which he owns as well He wants it to be kind of like a sports hub for the city of Washington. And with that coming, we all know the mass and debacle and what that means for this team in general and how much money it costs us on a yearly basis. Now we get to see this to where Ted Leonsis, who he has a lot of power. He has a lot of say. He gets things done. And that's a great thing for this team moving forward. Now, this isn't some guarantee that Ted Leonsis will be buying the Washington Nationals. 
But as I've gotten to soak this in over the last week and kind of come to the reality that Ted Leonsis is going to be the guy, at least that's what it looks like up to this point, I've really come to terms with it, and I've actually really liked this. And think about it. You know, I'm going to be crossing streams here with sports, but stick with me. The Capitals. Think about the decade of success that they've had. Obviously, they have Alex Ovechkin, but guess what? He got Alex Ovechkin, and he's made him want to stay here and potentially break Wayne Gretzky's goal record here in Washington, D.C., and he solidified that by giving him a big contract just last year. Bradley Beal, superstar for the Washington Wizards. He gave him everything. Now, I know a lot of D.C. sports fans have been uh, up in arms about that, but regardless, the point is is he keeps his superstars. John Wall, he gave him the Supermax. Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom. Name all the superstars. They don't leave. They don't want to leave. They want to stay here. Ted makes them feel comfortable enough to want to win here in Washington for this great fan base that we have. And with that being said, what's the one complaint that we have about the learners? Or not the one, but one of the biggest ones that we have. The superstars, they walk out that door, and they walk out in a hurry. That's just the way it is. I don't know what it is about them, but they haven't been able to keep their superstars and keep them here in D.C. Besides, they they re-signed Steven Strasburg, obviously, and that's kind of blown up in their face. Juan Soto, gone. Trey Turner, gone. Bryce Harper, gone. Anthony Rendon, gone. Max Scherzer, gone. Name them. They're gone. Besides Steven Strasburg. And so when you get all that together and really just muck it up and kind of think about this, this is a good thing that Ted Leonsis is going to be the front runner to buy the Nationals. I can tell you by my one experience, one time I've seen Ted Leonsis up close and personal was him leaving a parking garage outside Capital One Arena in downtown D.C. And if you don't know, that's kind of strange in a sense to where he was just in a parking garage outside of the arena that he owns alongside with his other minority owners. And he was just walking to his car by himself, driving his car by himself, just a multi-billionaire who could buy anything he wants, have his own private spot, have a helicopter for heaven's sakes. It doesn't matter. He has his own car. He's talking with people, interactive. He wants to be in the forefront of the organization. He wants to be someone who's publicly out there and wants to be a familiar face for D.C. fans when you see him with the Capitals and with the Wizards. He's someone who cares about this city. He's a D.C. guy through and through, and he's said on multiple occasions, I root for D.C. sports. This is my home. He has a son, Zach Leonces, as well, who's done incredible things with monumental sports. And this is just an exciting time to really put this all together. But there is also a wrinkle in this story to where I think people are going to look by this, but you really shouldn't. Really. And that wrinkle is that David Rubenstein, who is a multi-billionaire and co-founder of the Carlisle Group, and the Carlisle Group, if you aren't familiar with that, it's a global private equity investment company here and based in Washington, D.C., and they're one of the most successful companies to do those sort of things. 
and he is worth about, I think, $3 billion in himself. $3.1 billion, in fact. Actually, that was cited in the story from The Athletic from Britt Giroli and Ken Rosenthal and David Aldridge. There's a lot of money right now. And we know in baseball, there's no salary cap. There is a luxury tax that you pay that kind of works as a salary cap in a sense to where you have to pay a tax to where if you go over that threshold to whatever that is, that that's in flux every single year. But just think about that. David Rubenstein was once in the running for just to buy this team for his own sake, to have his own share of this team and be the majority owner. And it now seems to be, according to the Athletic article, that they're going to be co-piloting this together and they're going to be sharing the split for the Washington Nationals. And what does that mean? That's a lot of power, owning one team that has connections throughout this city with Ted Leonsis owning NBCSW and David Rubenstein being one of the most successful lawyers in Washington, D.C., which is the most powerful city in the world. Think about that. He owns one of the most successful law firms, and he's going to be co-piloting Ted Leonsis, who has had some success with the Capitals. He won a Stanley Cup. The Wizards are up for debate, but hey, it's fine. Because the one complaint that people have with the learners, like I've said numerous times on this platform, is that he's not going to be able to re-sign the superstars, and no one understands why. And Ted Leonces, I think that is someone that you won't have to worry about with that. I think that he's going to want to build a relationship when you have Juan Soto. He's going to want to build a relationship with Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, these guys, and they're, he's going to make them feel welcome and want to stay in D.C. for the long run, and he's going to make sure by putting the pieces around them to do that. And then also, for the anti-tanking crowd out there, Ted Leonsis is someone, as an owner, he refuses to tank. Refuses to. Is that a good thing, maybe? Is it, is it the worst thing in the world? No. It's not my philosophy, but it doesn't matter what my philosophy is. I'm wrong a lot, and I'll admit that. But with Leonsis, I just like that he's going to want to stay competitive. He's going to want to stay in the moment. He's going to want to make sure that people will want to come to D.C. He's going to make sure that Juan Soto will want to stay here, and he will make sure that would have happened. Unfortunately, this couldn't have happened about a year ago to where Juan Soto negotiations were really heating up at that point, and obviously up until the summer to when we traded him. That's unfortunate. And I'm not saying that an extension would have happened with Ted Leonsis and as well as Dave Rubenstein if they were going to be co-owning the ship for the Washington Nationals. That's the, that wasn't going to happen, or who knows? Who knows? That's something I can't look into a glass and figure out that. That's something maybe you can't do at home, but I can't. And so when I just think about this and the excitement that builds around Ted Leonsis, a familiar face that we all know, he's someone that most people generally do like in this area. I love it because I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to be afraid to spend money to put players around Juan Soto and Max Scherzer and all these guys that we once had. But then also the good part for me right now is, this is just me selfishly speaking. And if you're a tanking, if you're into tanking yourself, then you may also want to hear this that 
we're already in the in the tank mode. We already traded away Juan Soto and Josh Bell and all these other superstars, and we got the assets in return for them, and those guys are cooking down in the minor league system. Now, with that being said, it's no guarantee that Ted Leonsis will be just some magic man that'll be spending all sorts of money alongside David Rubenstein, and they're not going to be splashing cash as much as we would think. But just knowing them in kind of the aggressive tone to where Leonsis has been an owner with the Capitals and the Wizards and being a fan of those two teams, I kind of know what his approach will be. And then also not having a salary cap in the MLB, is that going to play a role in how much he may spend or how much maybe he won't spend? Who knows? What will he, what will this approach be? What will he do in free agency? But then also there's a, another real thing that I think is a big deal for modern day baseball moving forward in the 2023 and beyond. And I'm going to get into that right after this. But first, I want to tell you about my friends over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for betting football in the start of the new basketball season. And you can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. So what I do is I love to place a little big old college football parlay on Saturdays and I try to stack up those odds. And so I check out my friends over at betonline.net and get all the analysis that you will need as well as I will need. And I will place all that together and place a big old fat parlay. And I advise you to do the same. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with the live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And so, what I wanted to get into with Ted Leonsis, and I think that some people may look beyond this, is that when you look at the Capitals and you look at the Wizards and you look at monumental sports and entertainment, all things that Ted Leonsis owns, they're at the forefront of things. Ted Leonsis was one of the first sports owners, if not the first, to have a sports book put in Capital One Arena, which he also owns. And that just kind of gets the mindset of where he is at the owner. He wants to be at the forefront of things to where 10 years ago, you'd have thought that was nuts to have a sports book inside a professional sports arena or let alone a professional sports complex. And I I look at his son as well, who I'm sure would be somewhat involved with this is they look at the analytics. They're in analytical an analytical driven organization. And that's how they run things. Look at the capitals. They're competitive year in and year out. And that's not to say that it's all because of analytics, but I'm trying to show you the forefront thinking that they have and the openness that they have in business decisions that they will be able to spend money on analytics, something that the learners and Mike Rizzo in the front office haven't really done. And th- also, Ted Leonsis and the learners, they have a relationship. I know I touched on that last week as well, to where when 
the learners, I believe they no, the learners are a minority owner into monumental sports and entertainment. And so the relationship is already there between the learners and Leonce's family. And I, I think the best thing about Ted is what I just said a few seconds ago with that. He is a forefront thinker. He's on to the next thing before the other guys are there or gals, whatever. He's going to be the one to make the leap into the next big thing that kind of uncovers baseball. Like 20 years ago with analytics, with the athletics, they got into that. And guess what? They were successful in doing so. And now all of baseball does that. And it's even deeper rooted than what everyone thought it would be 20 years ago. And so I think Ted has that type of mindset to where he's going to be open to trying new things. And that's a good thing, especially for a rebuilding club over the next few years. Try whatever, whatever you think is going to work to make this team better and to get there at a faster pace than what maybe we would get there as. Do it. I think Ted's going to be that guy to really kind of take control of this organization and to bring us to what we all thought we could be someday. I think he's going to create superstars in this system and make them want to stay here. And that's a big thing. And that's not to say that the learners haven't done that. You know, they put out a winning product over the last decade. They just couldn't keep all those guys. That was a real need for this team to continue being a great team over the next decade and had, and extend that championship window beyond 2019 to where that's really where it ended. And so the big thing with this is I just, I can't get over the fact that we could have two head. Obviously I, I don't want to get into their pockets, but in baseball, it matters how much money you have. We see Steve Cohen now who bought the New York Mets two years ago. And he's just having fun up there, spending all the money in the world. That's not going to be us here. But I think we're going to have a little bit of a higher payroll as well. And then also the thing with Ted is, is being a local guy and having his roots go deep into the grounds of Washington, D.C. I think it's something that we really sleep on as a fan base. You know what a big money maker that we have yet to do as really a baseball team here in D.C. We've yet to to sell the naming rights for Nationals Park. You know how much money that would generate? A ton of money. And I don't know what the holdup is with that. The learners say that, you know, I, I don't know if they say this, but what the facts are is that they haven't gotten that done. And that's a lot of money. And when you look at professional sports teams and some of the deals that they've cut with naming rights for stadiums and, and all sorts of different things, that's millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's something to where Ted could get that done. And with that, that's just kind of a, a cool thing to think about. Like, for example, I'm pulling it up here right now. Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. They make set or the team itself, David Tepper down there, he makes $7 million annually just off that. 
and that's in North Carolina. In Washington, D.C., it would be a ton more. A ton. Dan Snyder, FedEx Field, $7.6 million. A lot of money. Houston Astros, $6 million annually. Now, obviously, that's not going to be paying off contracts. That's not going to be paying off a Juan Soto contract. But it helps and it adds to the file that we want and that we need as fans to be able to just enjoy our team to the max that we can. And any money helps in that situation. And over time, these deals are worth, like I said, hundreds of millions of dollars that will immediately snap into place and start creating profit for your club and for your team and be able to spend on guys that maybe you thought wouldn't be available to do that. And so all of that, you really just look at it from a bird's eye view and you get giddy. You just get excited thinking about the possibility of not having your stars walk away and having a good owner that you will want to really come play for, and you know he's going to have your back. I've never really seen an athlete come out and speak against Ted Leonsis. And David Rubenstein, I haven't really heard any bad things about him either, but who knows? I'm not I'm not going to say he's an amazing human. I, I don't know anything about him. I'm also not going to say he's a bad human. Regardless, that's not the point here. Is that the point is, is that these two guys could be your next owners of the Nationals. And, you know, I think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. And I really expect more news to come out in the following weeks. And I can guarantee you this. I will have you up to date on that as we get that. But as we wrap up today's show, or not really, we still got a couple minutes to play with. I want to give a little shout out to center fielder Victor Robles. Victor Robles has been named a Rawlings Gold Glove finalist. He has finished in the top three of amongst Gold Glove finalists, along with Trent Grisham and Arizona Diamondbacks outfielder Alec Thomas. Victor Robles, you had a great year in the outfield. You deserve this, man. This is something to where I've been hard on you. The fan base has been hard on you. Everyone's been hard on you. They want to see you do well. And that's really all transpires for his base running errors and his up and downs at the, at the plate when he's trying to just hit a ball anywhere. But one thing you can't knock this guy over is that he is a incredible center fielder and he makes web gem plays almost seemingly every single week. Robles excelled really in center field this year and he returned to kind of his 2019 elite form. He had 12 defensive runs saved, which was third among all major leagues, and he finished in first in the National League in that category. That's one of the main analytic department things that I look at, and, you know, those that's 12 runs that he saved this season. That's big. That's turning a couple losses into a couple wins, you know? That adds up after a while when you're down two games in a wild card race or two games in the division. It adds up. You need those runs. You need to have that run support, and you need to have the confidence of your pitcher who's throwing off the mound that when you have 
a ball in the outfield, Victor Robles will be able to get that. And so he had an awesome season this year. And I think we should all take a minute and let's not hammer Victor Robles. And let's congratulate him on an awesome thing. This is his second time in his career that he's finished in the top three. And truthfully, I do think that he should win the Gold Glove Award for the National League out in center field. He had an awesome season. And Trent Grisham, amazing center fielder, as long with Alec Thomas. But I think this is Victor Robles' award to lose. And we'll see what he can do when all of that wraps up. But awesome job, Victor Robles. Now, let's try to get a silver slugger next year. Or at least let's try to hit 250 with an 800 OPS. How about that? That's your goal going into next year. Improve at the plate. We know what you can do in the field, but I don't need to see that anymore. You've proved that to me. Now prove it at the plate, and let's get this thing rolling and turn your season or your career around and get in that top five status to where you were when you were a top five prospect. Hmm? Not bad, right? Hmm? That's what we all want. We want you to do well, Victor. So the ball's in your court. But we'll get into that more as we go on in the offseason. And I will have a Victor Robles season breakdown in full probably very soon. But that'll do it for me this week. I will catch you guys on Monday. But before I head out just yet, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, you have a good day. Enjoy the weekend, and let's hope for some good Nationals news over the next few days. Let's go Victor Robles. Maybe we can get some final analysis on this ownership news going ahead. I'll have more on that next week and more opinions on that as we continue to roll down with Locked On Nationals. So thank you guys for tuning in, and go Nats.